Welcome to the African Turf Academy mega interview series. My name is Andrew McKenna and I'm the founder of the African Turf Academy. I look forward to taking you through the series and talking to various role players in the golf and turf industry. There you go. <laughs> you, you, a bit cold there, Matt. It's very cold in this office. Is it? Okay. No, no it's cold. All right. Thanks for joining us. Listen, I'm just going to start off by our little formalities. Um, let me get my camera right here. Uh, my name's Andrew McKenna. I'm the founder of the African Turf Academy. We're, we're running an uh, interview series just to showcase the opportunities around the, uh, the world in greenkeeping. Today, we're joined by Matt Crystal, who was a, a, a past student of the academy. Uh, and he's now working at a, a top golf facility up the road uh, from us here in Pretoria uh, called uh, Woodhill. Um, and uh, that's that. So I'm going to kick off with a few simple questions, Matt. Cool. Okay. We're going to go with um, chicken or beef? Beef. Okay. Um, beer or brandy? Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the Open or the Masters? Masters. 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 Good. Right, before we start off on, the, on your journey through golf, I just want to find out, uh, a lot of people call you Big Red. Um, <laughs> where, 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 who, st who started? I don't even know the history of that. I don't even call you that, but uh, what's the history of that? I think it was because I was sunburnt one day and my mates in Maritzburg at school... I mean, I'm tall. I was pretty overweight, so I was big red, <laughs> and it's stuck okay. since then. Okay, so that carry. I thought that started in uh, Silver Lake. So it started in Maritzburg, did it? Yeah, I started in Maritzburg and then migrated to Silver Lake. Okay, very good. Must Justin must have brought it up. Okay, right. As usual, we're going to just hear your journey um, into golf, uh, then into greenkeeping, and how you made it to the African Turf Academy. So give us a little background into how you got to. Uh, got to interested in golf? So I, I started playing golf when I was, I think, seven or eight years old. My granddad took me out once a week to a little Nana course in Howick, and he, he showed me the ropes and how to play. And I, I've always loved golf, played it through a schooling career, and getting into greenkeeping was actually almost by accident. Um, I was in a bit of a you know, between jobs and didn't know if I wanted to study this or that. And Justin actually told me, he said, come, come with for an interview. And, you know, you never know, you might, might enjoy it. And I must have enjoyed it because I'm still here today. Yeah. So was your yeah. interview with us at, at Silver Lake? Is that what Yeah, that it was, was you, with you, Louis and Derek. Yeah. And Justin. I and yeah. I remember. I remember. How long ago is that? It was about six years ago, right? Yeah, 2015, I think it was. Five years ago. Okay. All right, so it was an accident. You got to uh, uh, ATA. So tell us about, a bit about your journey through ATA, uh, maybe some stories about your time here. Yeah, it was, I mean, moving away from home for the first time, living in Pretoria, it's a very different life to, to tiny KZN. Um, but... You know, we started and the first week you get thrown into the deep end and you, this, this is what they want from you and you, this is what you guys want. And what at that time, I think who it was, Johan was the superintendent, I mm. think. Yeah. And, I, and James was there. So it was quite nice to have James, who was obviously lived in Maritzburg. So he 
he knew what we were going through. And mm-hmm. he sh- he showed us the ropes of the golf course and what what to expect. Yeah, which I think made life a lot easier than having to do it all by yourself. Mm. Okay, so, and then, and, uh, and some of your favourite memories of your time. We're not going to talk about ATA too much here, uh, but what uh, what about your favourite memories in your first uh, couple of years? Or haven't you got any good memories? <laughs> Oh, there's lots of good memories. I just thought, you know, which one do you pick? Um, you know, I would say one of the best memories is actually the people in Silver Lakes as a community. Mm-hmm. It's probably the nicest place to be studying and learning and that because everyone is so helpful and, you know, you meet members that are interested in you and they want you to uh, excel and artists. Oh, they're so, I mean, you live there, you know what it's like. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on a Friday afternoon, just have a beer at the, at the clubhouse and talk to different people. You actually feel like you're welcome and yeah. you want to be there. Yeah, you start to um, see the, the 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 beauty of the golf industry, the camaraderie and the and the and the networking opportunities. And yeah. and I see I see some of your friends are popping up here watching as well, Jason and Christian. And okay, and then so let's let's fast forward a little bit so you spent your two years you got to get a feel for greenkeeping and the club life um and then you you with you actually halfway through your second year you started working right yeah uh, so. would it i remember contacted me and i said uh, well, there's a few guys so they interviewed a few guys and you were chosen and you actually started working while you were studying yeah i, I think that was it, it was quite tough to you know you got to juggle the two you're still learning but you're employed, so you're learning at two different times. So, yes, you're learning the functional uh, out of the books with Derek, and then you're on the course all day, so you you get to really put what you've learned in the classroom with Derek into the golf course and see how it works. And, you know, then you start learning how to spray, and that, the chemicals start to make sense to you and what you need to use. And And I think it really helped me get better. Is, mm-hmm. I know it's hard to try find a job without having paperwork or something, but I was very fortunate enough to to get that job and mm-hmm. still have this job here at Woodall. Yeah, um, it, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk a little bit later about how you, you because you're back you're back at that job after having left for like eighteen months to the states. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, okay, so in your first time at Woodhill, you were you were raw. You were you were spending some time there. You were you know you were working with uh, probably one of the best greenkeepers in South Africa, with um, Fricky, uh, and now you're working at Fricky no, then, Fricky, was it? no, Fricky left. That's why I because Hugo took over as superintendent, oh. and I came in as an assistant. That's okay, when Fricky, was, yeah. Uh, okay, so you never worked with Fricky? No, no, I haven't. Uh, okay. All right, and then you started working with another great guy with Hugo, who I hear sees watching. So you better watch what you say, Matt. <laughs> Is he still here? <laughs> He's watching through the window. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, then again, we um, we helped you with the journey to uh, Mike O'Keefe, um, and then you went off to work at one of the great clubs in the northern states of America. Tell us about your your uh, journey yeah, to I mean, the U.S. Um, I got thrown into Ridgewood Country Club in New Jersey, a private private golf course, very limited members. It's 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 a real executive golf course. So there, 
and but they were they were very good about saying well what can you do and i told them what i could do and i think it was the second week they gave me a spray tank and they said go for it this is what you're spraying will help you mix for the first time and then after that you're on your own so they they put a lot of trust in you and i think you grow as a person when you get thrown in the deep end you because you know if you if you and they said to me if if you mess up it's fine but as long as you learn from it because mm. everyone will mess up you're never going to be 100% all mm. the time yeah. so it was really nice from their part mm. and 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 where where is that club it's just outside new york right yeah it's about i think 40 minute drive to new york city okay. from the the one of the holes you could actually see uh, new york city oh okay it was really and interesting. Then, and then it held um it held the FedEx Cup event as well, right? It did. In, in September it hosted the first round of the FedEx Cup, the Northern Trust. Mm. Well, the second round. Your know, first round. Mm. I think I think Tiger was making his comeback then, wasn't he? he did yes. he play? He, yeah, did, he did play. Well. Uh, I think he finished inside the top 10. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. That's a different atmosphere in itself. Yeah and I remember uh, Mike O'Keefe doing an interview with you uh, and I started I started to see the impact of social media I mean this is how fast it's all moving but the impact of social media where Mike filmed you talking just before the tournament on the 18th green yes and he he sent it over to us and we shared it around and it was starting to show how how uh, how we can create videos and interviews pretty quickly and pretty easily on uh, online online getting, yeah getting getting big big red some airtime <laughs> probably my least favorite thing to do but I'm enjoying doing it so yeah you got to do it you got to do it yeah, okay so what what was your favorite uh, experience of Ridgewood Country Club I think the tournament itself the the preparation that we did I mean for six months you working coming out of winter so it's everything's dormant so you getting the golf course ready and then just finding out the, the small details of the golf course getting ready for a tournament I mean I was lucky enough to be able to be in charge of uh, moisture management on greens so i mean another besides spraying stuff every day you know in the afternoons you are doing moisture you getting those greens firm uh, you helping the other guys get you know help and you working with the pj to a staff which is really cool so i think and the whole build up to the tournament was probably the best part and were you using pogo there uh the tdrs tdrs okay yeah their competition yeah. yeah okay all right and then and then from uh ridgewood you you also went to the us open right did you work at the us open no I you were just, there I, i went for a social visit to see justin and watch the saturday round mm. but uh, okay. just also the different side of life and how they've been working and you meet up with them and how tired they are and you like i know how that feels and I think you appreciate it more when you're spectating and you see all the hard work that someone else has done and that's what what I'd done a couple of weeks before so yeah or the couple of weeks after so yeah no, g- g- golf course management is not for the faint hearted is it no it's not <laughs> no no if you're not passionate about it as Charles Blau said yesterday if you're not passionate about it maybe don't get into it yeah is you you have to wake up every morning you got to be a you have to do all the work you know you 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 have to do it 
you can't mm. just oh i'm gonna stay at home today i'm not feeling well you know there's a lot of people relying on you to get a product ready for them so yeah. every day every, every day. it's a monday to sunday job even chris yeah. i remember christmas last year i was here watering beans so it's okay. there's not really days off yeah so i think it's a, it's a it's a message as well it's a, a good message and a bad message if you're passionate you can have an unbelievable career if you're not passionate stay away from it correct yeah, yeah. okay all right so from richwood you went down to um bay hill i was at bay hill yes I mean, it's, also, it's amazing yeah top class facility there yeah, yeah. But i got a sit in our last week there, I got to sit in Arnold Palmer's office and, you know, look through all his, he had a, he's got a whole photo journal there. So you sit down in his chair that he used to sit in every day, look through the photos and look at all the memorabilia he has. That was, that was really special. And wow. It's, it, and it's also, but it's also very different. I'm going back to working side of it. You know, you're going from a nice, cool cool uh it gets hot in new jersey but then you go down to florida and it's humid and you know i didn't know florida gets so cold <laughs> yeah in winter i mean it would, some mornings it was zero degrees maybe minus one you know, and you're thinking well, wow <laughs> but yeah working there different grasses uh different type of people you know you, you learn a lot mm. uh, a bit more like south africa down there i think so the temperature-wise and climate-wise. And grasses-wise, yeah. Yeah, so they got bad Bermuda. Okay. So, All right, and your favorite time down at Bay Hill? Again, the tournament. That's a, one of the biggest tournaments of the year, I think, in the PGA Tour. The Bay Hill and, Invitational. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's super awesome. And... Also, you're seeing that was a lot different because there was a lot more structures going up, uh, scaffolding structures, and and to watch that happen whilst you're trying to work is is quite incredible. And how they take put them up, but then a week after the tournament, everything's down. But it takes them six months to build it. it takes us six months to get the golf course ready, but for one week's work, and then same with those guys. You know, they take down all these structures <laughs> inside ten days. Yeah, to move on to their next tournament. So I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, America's okay. big. And who won that one? Who won it that year? Uh, Francesco Molinari. Oh, okay. Yeah. The year, the year before he won the Masters at the Open. Yeah. The Open. Open. All right, cool. So um, now you you started at Woodhill. You went through this experience. It um, uh, in the states. You must have learned a hell of a lot in the States. You went through the mill. You did long hours working at top places. And then you asked to come back to Woodhill. Uh, how, how was that? How, how, was that a come down? Was that a, a relief for you? Was it, um, did you feel like you had progressed past it and you were going backwards again? How did you feel? I think coming back, because we had to come back to South Africa, it was quite nice to get a phone call saying, would you like your job back at Woodhill? And I thought, well, it beats sitting around at home waiting and, you know, getting lazy about it. So I took mm. up the job. And it, 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 in the beginning, it definitely felt like, you know, I've been working at these top establishments. I've been working seven days a week, you know, 15 hours a day to come back to a place that it's not as fast-paced. I mean, you work your 45 hours a week and you – I enjoy the work. 
don't get me wrong about that, but I also found that it was you start to slow down too much. So you, then you start, I started then looking at to do other projects and, you know, like whilst on the golf course, doing your main, your main job and then finding something else to do that in my, in the spare time, you know, like I'm going to add a garden here or you know, just something small. It doesn't have to be, but always keeping mm. your brain working and just keeping busy, which I think. Adding you know, value. Yeah. You get into a bit of a rut if you just do the same thing day in and day out. So you've got to keep mm. yourself going and motivated. Yeah, that's Which... a great sign. That's a great sign that you think like that, Matt, because um, there's so many guys. Um, to, well, the guys I've had on here, it's such a common theme. I say it over and over again, <clears throat> that they, they try and add value wherever they can, whether, whether yeah. they're the, the club manager, the greenkeeper, or, or whatever, whatever industry they're in the golf. They're, if they're adding value, they're going to do well. Yeah. So it's a you, good, good attribute. You can always tell someone to go do the job. You know, if you've been the assistant and managing 30 staff, you know, you can, it's quite easy to tell someone to go do something. But then mm. at the end of the day, you're still sitting around doing nothing. So I'd rather, you know, if it's a small job, I'll go do it myself. It's, mm. I'd, rather, I'd rather show them the way and lead, show them how to do it. And, you know, next time they can just do it on their own or something like that. So okay. like, like now sitting in an office is not for me. <laughs> No, 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 no. We don't get into the golf industry to sit in the office. Um, John Crawford, I don't know if you know John. I don't know him, but he's asking who's the best watering man on the tour. Do you know John? You obviously do. I can see yeah, that. Yeah. Him, him and I watered the back nine greens at Bay Hill for the tournament. Oh, wow. he, was, okay. he was, he was, he, he was, he as, as the Americans called it, my, my, my hose boy. <laughs> yeah, so, there, there was another word used there but I, I don't think i should say it's on class no i can I, <laughs> I can get a fairly good idea about it yeah so so was it him or you no it was me yeah of course yeah of course <laughs> okay so um you, you you touched on it there the um the difference between the u.s and south africa in terms of the golf industry and golf course management industry how would you um out well it's definitely a lot smaller um yeah and i think here we we make a plan there you just buy something new type thing so you know like yeah. the courses i worked at you know if, if something broke they bought a new one if they wanted to do this they did it yeah you got to make a plan with what you've got you need to fix look after what you have and use what is around Okay. And I think it's nice to have best of both worlds, I think. When you mm. work in a nice residential state, yes, you get new stuff and you can, um, you've got some money to spend, but you know, you also got to save money. Mm. It's not, a, it's there. I think the first course, you know, they had, I think 75 walk behind mowers. Just For 18 holes. 27 holes. 75 wolfhound mowers. Yeah, they had eight fairway mowers. So, you know, for them, you could do anything you wanted any day. So, yeah, you know, you've you got to plan your days, yeah. Okay, so what did they do with 75 wolfhounds? Some, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some were for tees, some were for approaches, some for greens, and then different different tees had different mowers and so 
the, and, and they all got rotated. So you would use 20 for this month and then get swapped out for next month. So yeah, that's well, how they, they go off and get sharpened and serviced. Yeah. And... yeah, yeah. So you always rotated them. Okay. But it's crazy. Right, but I, I don't think Woody would go for that if you pitched it to them. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you're j just going through your short career. I mean, you, it's fairly short so far. It's only five years from start to, to now, right? Yeah, and you've, five and years. You've done, and, you, and you've done so much. Um, what, uh, have, have you created any mentors in that time? Anyone that you rely on? Any people that you give a call to if things are a problem? I do have quite a few people that I would say are mentors or people I could call quite often. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows Derek. Derek is he's still, to this day, one of those. You could phone him, message him, see him in person, um, and he will sit down and chat with you. It doesn't necessarily have to be about work, but, you know, you can phone him and just have a a dog mm. conversation with him and he helps you through but if you are stuck with work you know you phone him and say listen this, i'm battling with this or something and he will sit down and he he'll give you his time which i think is great um justin mm. is another one i mean obviously it, it makes life easier i've known him my whole life so and we're in both in the same situation we're both assistants mm. at good golf courses and, you know sometimes you just need someone to vent to or just have a quick chat but they understand you because you're in the same position. So I think, yeah, it's quite nice to have. And mm. I must say, with Theo doing your psychology lessons and that, Theo and Sean, they still to this day, if I see them on the golf course, they will give you 10 minutes of, their, of your time, their time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you can always, and I know uh, Sean plays quite a lot of golf here, so I'll see him quite regularly. And even you can message him and he will he will chat to you about it and and mm. help you or if you need to chat to someone so I, yeah and that's all through the academy i mean it's all mm. people that you know where you started you're still going back to and chatting to them yeah i mean that's where uh well theo and sean actually introduced me to this platform they yeah. asked me yeah. they actually asked me to come and be the 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 guest <coughs> uh three months ago and i was like wow this is cool so i thought let me do it so I started, they got me into this. So that, I, I, I've said thanks to them many times. But yeah, um, yeah they're, they're good guys and they understand. Also, they understand the value of the, the importance of adding value. So they'll always give back to you. Okay, um, Justin, now you're talking about Justin. He's asked me to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, he's, don't worry, it's not too, too curveballing. <laughs> he's just asking, what, what, would, what do you think you would have done if you um, hadn't, hadn't gone into golf course management? Uh, it would definitely be something with to do with farming or a game range back to game ranging or so, something in those lines maybe a game farm okay something yeah has to be outdoors though yeah okay so it's very yeah. similar yeah very similar okay all right cool um right so in in terms of this career now not game game farming what what, what is your favorite aspect what, what do you pride yourself on um, do you, you know, there's so many aspects to managing a golf course. You could be an irrigation expert, machinery expert, managing people, uh, looking after the financials, looking after the agronomy. Where, where do you, where's your passion? I think growing, growing your, your staff and, you know, at the end of the day, they're your, te your teammates. I mean, you're in the same position, you've got to get the job done. But mm -hmm. I like seeing 
like currently, obviously with the COVID nineteen and that, we're working with only five staff. But we got one of the the newer guys back. Also, he's young. He's the same age as me, and he's been here five months. But we've already trained him up on how to use different machinery, and I think it's great to see people and and helping people get better. Mm. And and that that's what I really um, enjoy about it is growing nice. growing the staff around me. Nice. Instead of trying to get someone in to fill the position, grow someone else to, in in the staff complement to then do everything else. Nice. That's a good answer. Good answer. Nikki, Nikki, your buddy Nikki Curtain is asking, what is the uh, hardest challenge you face at Woodhill? So Nikki, for those of you who don't know, is the course superintendent here with us at Silver Lakes who, who uh, Matt uh, did his training with. I mean, I think most residential estates will say the same. Um, you know, there's a lot of pedestrians on a golf course and you're trying to, you know, especially in summertime when you're trying to fertilize and water and there's just people walking all over the place or golf carts. I think, I, I think mainly pedestrians is the, the big answer there. Okay, but give us, a, give us something more uh, greenkeeping. <laughs> more greenkeeping related. Um, that's, po- that's politics. The tum- water- okay. water- We've got two dams and in summer they, they drain very quickly with evapotranspiration. I know Silver Lakes, you got, you, they've got big dams and I know they also can run out after a long period of watering. But ours, ours tend to run out pretty quickly if we, if we don't manage it properly. Mm, yeah, we've got big dams, but it doesn't mean we've got access to lots of yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How, Howard, Howard Swan, our, our good friend Howard, is uh, saying uh, golf is great without players and walkers. Correct. Golf course is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> but it defeats the purpose. And a lot, of the time, a lot of the time I find that greenkeepers sometimes, uh, uh, they forget. You know, they're, they're actually uh, preparing it for the golfers. Yeah, I had, a, yeah. I had a couple of incidences here when I was managing the club here where I had to talk to the young greenkeepers to remember that. Just that simple thing. But uh, can you see the question Nicky's asking I, I, you there? I, I can I, see and I will say yes because he's got photograph, <laughs> photographic evidence of that. So uh, uh, again, I, tell the story, Matt. That's a good story. Uh, we're pumping water from the big dam at four, 14, uh, round 12, 12 green, that big dam there at Silver Lakes. And um, the pipe got stuck. There was something wrong with the intake pipe. We had to move it. So Justin and I got down into our, into our jocks and jumped in and moved the pipe around and got it working again. But I, I think it was heading towards winter as well. So it was a bit cold. <laughs> and it was great, great, great. Great delight for Mark and Nikki to stand on the bank and laugh at us whilst we fix the problem. So, and and there's a lot of catfish in those dams, aren't they? They want to nibble away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, and and then Hugo's Hugo's asking, don't forget the bird rescue. We did this. There was a bird stuck in the tree here because someone had left fishing line in the tree, and it got got caught in it, and we got called out to try and help it, and. I fell out of the boat into the water and it's not very pleasant <laughs> in this dam underneath the tree. I think that's what he's referring to. Okay. All right. 
and, and kind of uh, uh, Harry, Harry, who you know, is uh, he's the assistant. Also been through our academy assistant up at the golf course up the road, Wingate. And I, I said to Harry that I'm getting him on uh, in the next few weeks. So uh, cool. Harry, look out. But he's asking, have you ever been in a situation where you ever wanted to quit, and what was it? Maybe uh, trying to get, trying to do a, a, a catch a, a bird in a tree under. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry, no, I don't. I don't think I've been in that position either here or at Silver Lakes or in the States. I wasn't. I was. I don't think I was ever in that situation where I felt like I wanted to quit. Yeah. Mm. Rather work through a problem or sort it out or not yeah. just quit and give up. Yeah, but Matt, you're, you're blessed with the, uh, the passion for it, the, the willingness to add value and uh, the willingness to get stuck in. So I think you're a, you're a, you're a complete package. Oh, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give, give, us, give us a little bit of a weekly routine uh, of where you are now um, with, uh, with Corona. Like, how does your weekly week run uh, differently to what you normally do? Uh, well, in level five, it was, you know, the grass was still growing. At the moment, the grass isn't growing with all the cold and the frost we're having. Mm. Those first couple of weeks, it was definitely, we would cut greens in the morning uh, with the ride on mower um, and then cut rough. I mean, for COVID-19, it was just make sure the rough was cut, cut fairways twice a week, cut tees and approaches maybe twice a week. So your whole mindset changes and you, you just want to keep everything neat and tidy and maintain so when you come, do come back eventually it's not overgrown and you're having to kill grass or scalp it down and then you know uh, battling with that at the end of the day. Mm. Now okay. obviously that everything's quietened down, the frost has hit us quite nicely so everything's slowed down. We're doing a lot more tree maintenance work, uh, just you know doing all the finer details that we don't really get to in, in summer. Mm. Yeah, so any of you listening from the Northern Hemisphere, everyone thinks it's hot and sunny in South Africa all the time. It's sunny all the time, but in the winter, this time of year, it's like 20 degrees in the middle of the day, but it's, it's down to two or three at night. So there's a, there is a, a, white, a white frost. Uh, yeah. It's just a, just a leaf frost there, right? It's not, it's not a ground frost. The ground's never hard, is it? It's just, the, it's just the grass. It will get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen no. that often. All no. right, right. We're gonna we're gonna uh, just have a break for a second before we enter that last little bit. Uh, I want to go back to my quick questions: uh, USA or SA? It's USA and SA. <laughs> That's a tough one, Andrew. That's a, uh, they both got their own characteristics. That I okay, wish so you, you get offered the job. One. You get the offer the job at Fancourt, or you get offered the job at uh, Congressional. Where are you going? Right now, Congressional. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. Um, blondes or redheads? I'm a redhead. Redheads. <laughs> okay. And last one for you, which is quite appropriate: Sea or Bushveld? Bushveld. Bushveld. Even though you're a Durban boy. Okay, yeah. right. So let's go back to now the students. Now you're a mentor yourself. Um, uh, uh, what advice would you give uh, the students at the academy now? Learn as much as you can. 
all the time. Always continue to learn, even even if you got free time, pick up something and just you know identify something at home or on the golf course. When you're playing golf, take a picture of something and read up on it later. Uh, I would say jump in when you can. You know, or, yeah, that too. Uh, but always help out. Um, never, never be shy to put your hand up to to offer help. That's, I think that that helped me a lot, especially when I got to the states. There, it's not. Um, it, they don't they don't ask you if you can do the job. They just ask you if you can help. And I mm. think that's the main. You, you, and you will learn how to do it along the way. My my little red hen theory. Who said what? The little the, the little red hen nursery rhyme. I keep saying it. On are you not been watching me? Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> read read the little red hen nursery rhyme, and you'll know what I mean. Okay, and then Derek Daly is asking me to ask you this. What are I'm, I'm reading this, so you can just give me a. What are some of the things you have learned since working on a golf course that you feel would be helpful or important for you to pass on to the students entering the industry? So embellishing what you've just said. Caught me off guard, Andrew. Can I come back to that question? <laughs> no, but basically, what 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 do you think uh, a student needs to to know? So he's he's putting his hand up to do things. He's uh, he's volunteering. He's he's got a great attitude. Uh, what advice would you give him going forward, and w of what he should focus on learning? I wouldn't expect someone to give you an answer. Like, don't expect your boss to give you an answer on something. You know, if you if you ask to identify that tree, don't. Don't wait for him to tell you what tree it is. Take photos, do some research, and then come back to him with the answer. Don't just, you know, think that someone's going to always just give you the answer. Rather just go out there, look it up. If you get it wrong, at least you, at least you learn something. You, mm. Cool. So, Very good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> See, even even Mike O'Keefe has given you the thumbs up. Mark, what I what I would suggest um, the students do is follow the process you followed, uh, which is um, um, Matt Perry is really kindly offering us more uh, opportunities in Dubai. Uh, Scott McLean's looking at what he can do, so uh, we're going to try and create this this uh, gap between the academy and Mike. So there's the six months between leaving the academy and joining Mike. So I'd like to see the guys leave the academy, go to Dubai, spend some time with Matt and Scott, fly over to Mike, do your journey with Mike, and then you, you get a really nice rounded sort of three years of your life. You've traveled the world. You've had a great experience with lots of different people. And then you can implement your putting your hand up, volunteering, going to tournaments, uh, doing your own research, learning yourself, and walking that journey. <coughs> How's that yeah, sound? That that will be really cool. You know, yes, there is a bit of a period where you you, you finish studying and are you waiting to go to the states? You, it would be nice to do something, and I think that that that's a great opportunity if you can get it right. Yeah, yeah. So Matt's Matt's uh, just finalising things for us now. He can't take twenty, but he might take six. <coughs> so that's uh, that's looking promising, yeah. So the, the no, students... you, you get to see 
you know, that will be three different climates that you'll get to learn in. Mm. And, 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 and major tournaments because you'll do the Dubai Desert Classic, you'll do the World Championship, you'll do, uh, if you can get a chance in the States to do a tournament. Yeah. That, I mean, we'll you, just... de- you, de- you definitely will get one tournament in the States. Mark does a very good job of, of making sure that you experience at least one tournament. I mean, mm. everyone goes there with hopes of, you know, I want to work this and that. But at the end of the day, it, it, it's tough to get into some golf courses to do that. They don't. Um, mm. But Mark does a very good job about getting people in. And and, and it's a great time. It really is mm. a great time. Mm. Mm. Like, I always, I always thought I was going to work at a golf course and then go to a tournament. I was privileged to work at two golf courses and have two tournaments at the golf course. Mm. Absolutely, you know, very, very fortunate. And if you can chuck in the two in Dubai as well, you're going to be like a, a superhero. Even better. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. That's about it from me. Uh, if any of you guys have got any questions, uh, you want to ask Matt quickly. Have you uh, ever wanted to be in a situation we've dealt with that one? So that's yeah. about it from me. Um, thanks for your time, Matt. Get back no, out in the cold. Any yeah. anything you want to close out with? Any closing thoughts? Um, well, I think what you're doing is great and I'm very thankful for what you've done and helped me in my career. So all the other students that are there, they must carry on and keep, keep being friends with the people around you, make friends, make, make connections and keep up to date with them because you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, I think my, my role is to make sure you guys get the access to the, the, the vast network that, uh, African Turf Academy uh, gives um, Derek's technical advice to support you, and uh, and just getting using the guys that we we are contacted with to further your careers and uh, uh, and it's great to see you doing so well, Matt, and with a great attitude. So well done. Thanks, Andrew. We want more Matt crystals. <laughs> Die right. <you'll> red. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, yeah, mine's gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Perfect. Thanks, Andrew. Right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks for That's your time. Right. Cheers, okay. Bye. Cheers, bye. Bye. Thanks very much for listening today. I hope you really enjoyed the interview. If you need any more information from African Turf Academy, please visit our website, africanturfacademy.com. We have our online platform and our full-time academy based in South Africa. And we really look forward to seeing you in the future.